Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to episode 37 of District of Conservation. June is here. It's a perfect time to spend your summer or the start of your summer in the great outdoors, whether you're fishing, boating, hiking, going on nature walks, going on very fast-paced jogs, whatever. June is a perfect occasion, especially here on the East Coast and in the Mid-Atlantic, to plan out some fun excursions, to escape the indoors, and to opt outside. As always, I'm very grateful to Real Camel Girl for sponsoring the podcast They've been here since the beginning, since I launched in September of last year. So we got to give them kudos for allowing me to use their name and to cross-promote them, to cross-promote each entity there. So I'm grateful for that partnership and for all that they do. You can learn more about them at realcamelgirl.com and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's a great resource for women who want to learn how to fish, hunt, engage in the shooting sports and do other similar outdoor activities men are allowed to be interested in it too but it's a great community for women who love the great outdoors so if you have a wife or a spouse or a girlfriend who is interested in learning how to partake in these activities send her to real camel girls way to learn more the focus of last week's episode was the discussion about national fishing and boating week much like national fishing and boating week which began on Saturday, June 1st, and it runs through June 9th, it also marked the start of Great Outdoors Month. How perfect is that? That's June when everything starts to warm up, if it already hasn't already, that you finally get to realize those activities and plan out excursions, go fishing. There's not so much runoff from rain. We get we got a lot of rain this year here in Virginia, and it kind of disrupted opportunities to go Mountain trout fishing. I tried to go to a spot uh, closer to me in Prince William County, right near Quantico Marine Base, because they stock trout there, really healthy, beautiful trout there. But so much rain contributed to all this runoff. It muddled the water conditions, but now we don't have so much of rain happening. So weather conditions and water conditions for fishing should be optimal wherever you are. I want to talk more in detail about Great Outdoors Month. So for National Fishing and Boating Week, by the way, guys, if you want to find out where you can participate in an event near you, go to takemefishing.org. Again, this is not as part of an ad. This is simply just me preaching the good word. I like what Take Me Fishing does. They're part of the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. They're here in Alexandria, and they help increase participation through recruitment, retention, and reactivation efforts. And if you're not already using them as a resource, I definitely recommend you do today if you already haven't but also coinciding with national fishing and boating week is great outdoors month and great outdoors month is kind of an overarching month that's been announced and discussed about in presidential proclamations for countless years Uh, it stretches beyond democrat republican administrations the outdoors pretty much unify everyone regardless of political stripe to go outside who doesn't like hiking, who doesn't like fishing, who doesn't like exploring. 
So in this month, you can try to escape the indoors better. Because as you guys see with all these different issues that arise on social media, people getting mad at each other, all of us spending too much time on our technology. I'm guilty, just like anyone else, of spending a little too much time on my smartphone. And I'm trying to do a better job, especially now that it's summer on the horizon, to be more in the moment, to spend more time in nature and get out there. And there's so many innumerable health benefits when you spend time outdoors. It's better for your overall physical and mental health. You have low cholesterol, you get more vitamin D, you're a lot happier, uh, you feel less stressed, your heart is a lot healthier. There's so many added benefits to this. And I discussed this at The Resurgent, if you guys want to read it in the show notes. I have more about the health benefits of this, but if you can, during the month of June, spend as much time outdoors as you can. And you can learn about Great Outdoors Month online at www.greatoutdoorsmonth.org. I will have that for you as well in the show notes. So take a look at that if you're curious. But encourage your friends, if you don't go outdoors and you want to learn how to go outdoors better, there's no real one-size-fits-all approach. You can do whatever. You can go on a hike. You can go on a stroll. You can just be outside wherever it's green and lush. Or you can go to the ocean. You can go to the mountains, the lakes. There's so much to do, even in an urban area. Here in the D.C. metro, we have so much of greenery out here for us. And we can go about three and a half hours to the ocean, uh, towards Maryland, or down towards Virginia Beach. And regardless of where you are, whether you're landlocked or you're close to the coast, you should find some opportunities, too, to get outside and to explore. So I hope you guys do that uh, for the month of June. Next, I'm going to talk about suppressors or as the media has been portraying them, silencers. On his way to England recently, President Trump was asked about his thoughts on suppressors or silencers, which is a misnomer for suppressor, for those of you who want to follow and know for accuracy, because those of us who are in the gun industry, informally or formally, always ask for accuracy, much like people in tech do. But a suppressor is more accurate than a silencer. So Trump was asked about suppressors because one was unfortunately used in the Virginia Beach mass shooting that happened on Friday. And he was asked and he responded subsequently by saying, I don't like them at all. And this could signal him and his administration taking action to restrict suppressors, which are already highly regulated under the National Firearms Act of 1934. It's almost impossible right now in its current form to obtain a suppressor as easily or with more ease as you would with a handgun or most firearms that you purchase. And in terms of crime use, suppressors as recent as 2017 have only been involved in 0.003% of gun crimes. And this was from an article that Stephen Gatowski of the Free Beacon wrote. He's a past guest. I recommend you follow his work if you don't already. But Trump has signaled similar language before with bump stocks, and I'm afraid he could likely do the same when it comes to suppressors. And suppressors, as you guys know, or if you don't know, I will happily explain it to you in layman's terms what they are. So they're accessories that you place on barrels of rifles. Uh, You could do it through or handguns or pistols. You could place it on a hunting rifle. You could put it on a handgun of your choice. I see it commonly used for long range shooting and for people who go hunting, especially big game hunting. 
and they're basically a muffler. When you think of a car muffler, think of a suppressor. What they do is they reduce noise pollution, but they do not reduce any noise or all noise that is associated with shooting guns. And when it's attached to a barrel, it helps balance the noise level to just under 140 decibels, which is safe hearing levels or a safe hearing level, I should say, that you want to to have your ears exposed to. You don't want anything higher than 140 decibels because that's going to cause your ears to ring, hurt, and subsequently if you build up on it and you don't protect your ears, you're going to have hearing loss down the road. But suppressors are used in the shooting sports and hunting industries quite commonly uh, despite it being highly regulated. When those who are able to access it, they do. They use it for like I said, hobbies and also for hunting as well. And again, it doesn't completely cancel out gunshot noise. It just muffles it. It reduces it. It typically reduces it between 20 to 35 decibel levels. And like I said, it helps put it at the 140 decibel level. So you have safe hearing levels witnessed. And this accessory reduces noise pollution because it muffles noise. It also helps improve shooting accuracy when you're target shooting or going hunting. And when it comes to hunting, you have a more humane, ethical shot when you're hunting suppressed. And and a, a good series that capitalizes this is the Harvest series from Silencer Co., which actually makes suppressors. If you want to learn more about that and kind of the positive aspects associated with it, that's a good series to to watch kitty pavlich from town hall was featured in it they have featured some nfl players some professional athletes and other people who shoot suppressed and kind of help demystify that but don't be misled by james bond films however good they are which i'm i'm a fan of the films but they inaccurately portray suppressors in a very negative light that they're always used for killing and that is not the case and it's unfortunate that uh this killer used it again these these people who perpetrate these crimes, especially down in Virginia Beach, should not be lumped in with law-abiding people whatsoever. Don't fall into that trap. And much like anything else, further regulation of a gun part or a gun as a whole, unfortunately, is not going to mitigate the instances of these mass shootings. So I caution the president to go f- forward with any serious action on this it's not going to do anything he's going to anger a large base of his constituency especially the hunters and target shooters so i hope he does not take any swift action on this i hope he listens to his son his son spoke with silencer co in september of 2016 and it was a big fan of surprise a final note i wanted to make for this week's episode is the brewing war i believe between waterfowlers and non-consumptive users who buy duck stamps and participate in the duck stamp contest i have a friend in the hunting realm cyrus baird who's going to who has who's promised a blog post on this but it's interesting what discussion has already been inspired by the audubon society being upset with this move by the department of interior uh, specifically from the fish and wildlife service possibly making it mandatory that only hunting imagery of ducks is portrayed on the federal duck stamp. And as you guys know, if you go hunting, you are mandated by federal law to buy a duck stamp. It's $25. It's valid for 365 days. 
and you have to have it regardless of what state you hunt. You also have to supplement the federal duck stamp with state waterfall hunting licenses in your respective states. So it's uh, it, it, it values about $20 too. It could be a little bit less, a little bit more depending upon your state. But federal duck stamps go a long way to for habitat and wildlife restoration efforts. Much of that, those monies, a, a large share of it, I believe it's 98 cents of that, goes back directly to wildlife and habitat conservation efforts. But Audubon Society does not like a directive that has been put out there and this is a rule, the the, th- the rule in question that they have, it, it was recently released, and there, it's called the Revision of Federal Migratory Bird Hunting and Conservation Stamp, quote, or parentheses, duck stamp contest regulations. And what this rule proposes to do is make it mandatory, the theme celebrating our wild, waterfall hunting heritage as described in the 2018 duck stamp art contest for the 2020 contest and beyond. Edits will be made by the contest language to eliminate ambiguities from the earlier one-time rule. The proposal will require, in addition to the central eligible waterfall species, one or more waterfall hunting specific elements or a waterfall hunting scene as part of the design. It will also make permanent the additional requirement that all judges have a background and understanding of waterfall hunting and the elements that are consistent with the theme, in addition to the other five panel requirements. I don't see anything wrong with this on the surface because... Waterfowlers and those who go hunting pay the large sum of those monies that support conservation efforts. And those who, there are some enthusiasts who do not go duck hunting, who do pay into the federal duck stamp, but they only comprise maybe a fraction of those who do. But hunt waterfowlers should have the primary say. And that's what I believe this rule would do. Again, with, with the language of mandatory, it kind of is off-putting, but... Uh, this administration and and particularly this agency has a pro hunting agenda. And they also in this Audubon press release, and I'll I'll read more from it shortly, uh, has a contention with uh, this administration prioritizing hunting and recreational shooting. Um, Some banner points that were prioritized when the new administration came in. So this rule for those of you who actively hunt and fish shouldn't come as a surprise or be seen as controversial. And every administration can decide the terms of contest or the terms of their agenda items. The last administration wasn't really hunting friendly and that caused ire among anglers, hunters and other shooting sports enthusiasts. They never promoted safe shooting practices during the month of August, like what we have now with national shooting sports month. They're not, they weren't actively promoting hunting. They were expanding wildlife uh, refuge access, but not at the scale this administration has been doing. But I think hunters should have a big say and, the agency is within the right to determine the contest rules and they can always change it back if it, if it doesn't get a lot of interest from people. Uh, they just said for at minimum 2020, they're going to go by these hunting themes. And here's what Audubon says about this. Waterfall hunters are the only ones required to buy the stamp, but they aren't the only ones who do. Along with collectors, many other outdoor enthusiasts make a voluntary purchase to support conservation. But despite such inclusive language, the agency plans to make hunting the mandatory focus of all future duck stamp contests. It's a shift that artists and former Fish and Wildlife Service officials say could alienate non-hunters and deter them from buying a stamp, shrinking an important pot of money for wildlife conservation. And again, their contention was with the 2017 order to support and expand hunting and fishing along with other recreation on public lands. I think I've reported in the past that Audubon... Uh, nationally 
is not with sportsmen for the most part. They've opposed recreational fishing. They had a lot of disagreement with the Modern Fish Act, which actually bolsters and brings recreational fishing monitoring practices into the 21st century. And they also actively oppose most hunting practices. So I will take what they say with a grain of salt unless I see otherwise. But duck hunters pay the bulk of this and the agency wants to put this in the dis- this decision making power with hunters. And we'll see what happens if the duck stamp contest is affected one way or another. As always, you can follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to always know what the show is going to be discussing or to find the links to the podcast. We're going to use those channels to continue promoting the podcast. And if you guys already saw this, Apple has dissolved iTunes and it's now strictly promoting separate entities, specifically Apple Podcasts. So download us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the podcast, search for District of Conservation, listen to previous episodes and let me know what you think. Leave a review if you can, share the good word with your friends, encourage everyone to download this. I know with the summer months coming in, it's going to be kind of a slow period and I don't want to always bore you with monologues or simple discussions about what's happening in and around the nation's capital, but listen, stay tuned. We're not going to die off during the summer and we're going to try to bring on some more guests for you guys to listen to and to get excited about hunting and fishing and shooting sports and anything outdoor related. 